Life Audio. This episode is originally the video of the weekly wrap-up that I had done with my launch team. And it kind of just reels, reveals a little bit of the heart and the mission and the vision behind the week of study that I did and explains in depth some of the things that were going on. And I pray that it blesses you. But above and beyond that, I just want to say thank you for sticking with me for the last six weeks. This has been such a blessing to me to walk through this with you. And if you have questions on anything, please reach out. You can get me at rachel at shehears.org. Be blessed, guys. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome back to She Hears Bible Study. Today we're talking about week six, Mary Magdalene. This is the final week for our She Hears Bible Study. And I want to just say that this time together has been really special. And I really appreciate uh, hearing what God is doing in and through you in this study. Week six was kind of the culmination of the entire um toolkit that we learned throughout the Bible study where we put the color method together and really... Um, allow you to use the tools that God has given you to hear from the Lord yourself. I'm going to go ahead and start by reading uh, John chapter 20 verses 1 through 18, which is the primary text from our study. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciples start out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw the two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said. 
She turned to him and cried out, Rabbani, which is Hebrew for teacher. Don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave him his message. The versions that we used this week were all different. For all five days, we took a look at five different versions. And the reason why I did that is when you are doing an in-depth Bible study, sometimes it's really helpful to read things in a different perspective or a different passage or a different text that you're used to. Um, I go into depth about that a little bit more in the 10 tips for Bible study if you want to go back and listen to or watch that video. But one of the things that I was um, thinking about that during this process was we all are going to come to the table with some preconceived ideas and uh, messages that had been taught in the past. These are familiar passages of scripture. But again, my encouragement is to always read the scripture with a fresh perspective, even if that means you're reading the same passage, but in a different version. Another thing I wanted to kind of touch base on this week. There are some misconceptions about Mary that if you haven't done the study yet, I just want to remind you of as you're studying Mary Magdalene. She was not a prostitute or romantically involved with Jesus. Those are two misconceptions that sometimes are portrayed in media or um, sometimes even sermons can get it wrong. And again, remember I said, anytime you're, you're listening to a sermon, you want to go back to the original text uh, of that passage of scripture and read it for yourself. Read a chapter before it, read a chapter after it, look at who the original audience is, look at who the speaker is, and get the, the general idea of what's going on in the text. Don't just take the word of whoever's teaching it to you. Um, so she wasn't, we know she wasn't a prostitute and she wasn't romantically involved with Jesus. What does the scripture actually say? The scripture actually says that she had been healed of seven demons. If you um, look back throughout the scriptures, there's actually a lot of content on Mary Magdalene. And I would encourage you to do that. We walk you through that in, in the Bible study. Um, but the reason why Mary kind of got this bad rap was because back in, let me look it up, 591, Pope Gregory gave a series of Easter sermons that kind of lumped Mary Magdalene, Mary of Bethany, and the unnamed sinful woman as the same person. And that absolutely is not the case, as we have discovered throughout this Bible study. And so it was a gross misrepresentation of scripture, and it led to this widely held belief that Mary was promiscuous or a prostitute, but that's simply not, not what scripture tells us. So in fact, in 1969, it was Pope Paul uh, I'm really bad at Roman numerals four, maybe anyway, he, he recanted that teaching and he removed it from the Roman calendar. And that's not taught in the Catholic church anymore. However, I think, um, that is such a powerful example of how we can do so much damage when we are not clear on the scripture before we teach them. So get that out of your mind. She was not a prostitute. She was not you know, of course we all have sin, but she was not the sinful woman that we talk about in scripture. And so um, she was somebody that Jesus had walked with for a long time, that he had healed her of seven demons. I think the interesting thing about Mary is she was a different kind of disciple than the rest of them. Because she followed Jesus because he was literally her savior before he died. And of course, everybody comes to Jesus for different reasons. Um, but for her specifically, before he died, she saw physically and emotionally and spiritually the power of God um, in her own life. And that changes you. Um, 
And I, I'm going to share something uh, uh, from my personal life. There was a time in my life where um, me and two of my daughters had to be 100% gluten-free. We had um, a myriad of issues. Mine were um, severe headaches and uh, stomach cramping, inflammation. Um, we were all just gluten intolerant. And so um, I did not necessarily get real bad stomach cramps, but I would be, if I had any kind of gluten, I would be bedridden for three or four days. Severe, severe migraines to the point where I would have the auras and could not concentrate. Um, my oldest daughter was the same way. Inflammation so bad that her knees would swell and she could not really could not walk for a couple days. My youngest daughter would break out from head to toe in a rash. Um, she would have the stomach problem. She just, you know, headache, all of it. And so there was a period of about, uh, I don't know, I want to say the first four years of my youngest daughter's life where she did not have any gluten. And in fact, she used to go to church and she would see other kids having uh, like those Timbits from Tim Hortons. And she would draw pictures of donuts because she just always wanted to have a donut. And so we had been in a, in a place where we were trying to figure out how to best handle this because, of course, when we're on the mission field, it makes it uh, difficult to go gluten-free. However... I did not react. We did not react in other countries to their gluten. So I think it has something to say about the United States gluten, but I digress. So we had been, um, you know, trying to just figure what this would look for, uh, look like for us and how we would take gluten-free food with us on the mission field and things like that. And, um, we were in a worship service actually. And at the end of the worship service, they had like, a a period of time where you could just take your whole family up and just be prayed for like a blessing. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation about Mary Magdalene. Stay tuned. Once a year they did this. So it was like a blessing over the family. And so we went up and I, I had actually been serving in the back room with the children. So I wasn't even part of the service. I don't know what was preached on. I don't, I don't really know even what songs they were singing. Cause I came out at the end of the last song when they were kind of doing the family blessing. And I walked my girls up with me and we walked through the line and I just real quickly, they went to pray over us. And I just real quickly said, Lord, Lord, heal us. That's all I said. And immediately God said, it's done. And I, I thought, well, that just seemed too easy. And honestly, I had never asked for healing before. I had never gone to the Lord and asked for healing from this gluten issue. I had bought all the gluten-free food. I had done all the research. I had bought supplements to help combat it. I had talked to experts. I had talked to other moms. I was on all the mommy blogs. I had even created this special uh, lotion bar for my daughter for the eczema flares. I had done all these other things, but I had not asked the Lord to heal. And so when... I heard him say immediately, it rose up in my spirit, it's done, like that. I just thought, well, that was just too good to be true. And I didn't trust it at first. And so we went home that day, and um, and my husband had not been there. Maybe he was in the service, I don't quite remember. But I said to him, um, I'm pretty sure the Lord healed us when we went forward. And he just kind of looked at me like, not that we don't believe that God can heal, but we hadn't really heard of a whole lot of people experiencing that, at least in our day-to-day -day lives. Sometimes we would see it overseas, but not so much in the States. And certainly in our own lives, we had not really experienced it, at least that we had known of. So I waited a couple days and um, I gave my youngest daughter a couple fishy crackers. And um, 
normally if she had had like one or two fishy crackers, she would immediately get a rash around her mouth and the headache would start and within minutes we would see a reaction. No reaction. So later that day I gave her some more fishy crackers, maybe four or five. No reaction. That evening I gave her a cupful of fishy crackers and she was kind of even cautious. She's like, I can't have these. And I said, well, you were okay earlier today, so we're going to see how it goes. And she had them, no reaction. We're actually going to pause our conversation here and I want to invite you to come back tomorrow to hear the rest of this episode. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.